When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show. This is episode 101 and this is the last show of 2020, a year I think we can all agree we'll be very glad to see the back of. The show is available live on uh, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please give us a follow on social media, subscribe to that YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications and uh, you can keep up to date on upcoming shows, guests and schedules. And of course, if you just want the football stuff, follow at AC Footy Show uh, on all social media platforms. But uh, just as we wait for everyone to uh, to join the broadcast on the various platforms, uh, big thank you to Black Diamond Sports for all their support around the show and their support throughout the year. And um, they've helped me a great deal with the channel and, and with advice and just general support. It's been uh, incredible. I'm very thankful to them, to uh, to Martin and and the boys and the girl, uh, and of course Dan Ralston and Bespoke Financial, uh, who've sponsored the Andy Campbell shows. From I think probably around middle of the year, and um, yeah, we can't thank them enough for their support. Very proud to have uh, partnered up with uh, a top brand like themselves. I've mentioned it before, and I'll never get sick of saying it. But uh, they are a, a, a top of their field. They provide award-winning service, and uh, very proud to be associated with them. And uh, we'll play an ad from them in, in just a bit. But Darren Ralston of Bespoke Financial is giving away a free will worth 140 quid. With uh, any new policy which is taken out, so do check him out in the new year. Give them a call and uh, see 
not just if you can get on it in on that offer because it is an incredible offer but see if there's anything which they can help you with because uh, they provide various financial services and uh, okay so joining me fresh off christmas dinner it is the gold collector the fox in the box he is still the king of the millennium stadium and he is most definitely still dave jones's favorite son the speed demon himself ex-cardiff and middlesbrough striker mr andy campbell how goes it my friend good evening miss uh yeah uh christmas is done and dusted for for another year i, w- I want to start though there's been uh, a little bit of uh, a sadness over uh well, especially over christmas and and things obviously people um haven't been able to see family uh obviously we've lost uh quite a lot of people this year um we lost somebody quite quite close to me over over the last few days um it was a, a mentor of mine somebody who, uh, who signed me up at middlesbrough uh keith noble so i'd like to dedicate a little bit of the show to, to him he was an amazing dedicate part of my the whole life show, mate. um and then obviously uh, a guest of the show um charlie adam's mum passed away as well on yes. christmas so extremely sad listen i think we all take things for granted um and think that uh that christmas comes and goes and and, and life goes on and things but yeah, listen it's the world's just uh just changed dramatically and uh, i'm not going to be all doom and gloom it's just i just wanted them to make a point that we that i think sometimes we just need to take a step back and realize what we've got and, uh, and cherish it while we've while we've all got it i think yeah, 100%, mate. I don't know if you um, I saw yesterday that I know it's not something which you follow, but there was a guy, uh, a wrestler, who's yeah, been in the WWE and, and AEW, 41 years old, mm. um, and he died of, you know, his father too, married, just uh, died of uh, non-COVID-related lung issues. Um, you just never know, you know, what's around the corner, and you've got to cherish every, cherish every moment mate because you just don't know and uh you know christmas is a time like that isn't it it's where yes it's phenomenal to spend time with your family with your kids and your wife whatever it may be but also you you look back on who people who aren't there it's, it's mm. human nature to do so uh, yeah. but of course uh condolences to, to charlie adam and of course to you uh, i know it, it was a big loss for you um with keith uh, passing away and he had a big impact on your career your life mate mm. not just your career um mm. did you have a good christmas mate uh yeah it was uh the it first was one with uh, little elsie yeah it was different and it was always going to be different i think i think uh, i think i think a lot was made of, of people trying to do it normal but i think it quiet and i think quiet's good i think quiet's good at the minute and i think we can just um um all take a step back and just realize that Next year is going to be our year, I think, for everybody, and just uh, uh, and just look forward. Listen, you know, what I mean, things are going to get better. I'm sure they are. So it's uh, it's about keeping keeping each other's spirits up when we when we need each other. And um, and we received some good gifts. So I've got a nice new Christmas present, which he's drinking out of. Which um, yeah, please we put a smile on me We're going all out, all we're out. Going twins, by the way. Cost, if we don't get, going, uh, if we don't get a sponsor, sponsorship, if we don't get a sponsor. By the way, after, it's how you drink it. I think you might get mm. sponsored like that. We don't get that cost. I think we should get every single person who downloads or watches the show each week should like tweet cost of coffee and tell them to sponsor the Andy Campbell show. So I think that would be uh, the hey, way listen, to go. Even if they just give me free coffee for life, I think that'd uh, to be fair, I'd, 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 they'd be they'd be skinned by the time I finish. By the way, because I oof, I got. I don't know if you've uh, have you seen the the big orange message in the in the comments, mate. I have. What a yeah. start to the what I a have. start to, uh, yeah, to yeah. what an end to the year! Uh, big mm. thank you to Gaz, 
He says, Happy New Year, lads. I love the show and the channel. It's been a great distraction mm. this year. Uh, hopefully, Si can put some towards some upgraded equipment. Guys, uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, mate, thanks, you've guys. Sent a few and, recently. And, and can I just say, can I just say as well, though, that's, um, that's very generous of you guys. That's amazing. Um, but the, the, the bit what sticks out for me is the distraction. You know what I mean? When we started this, side, we that's one of the things that we wanted to do. We wanted to help people. We wanted to... Um, to make people have a different outlook with what's going on, you keep them busy. Yeah. So we had two shows instead of one. We could have easily, you know what I mean. But I think it's important. It's important that we um, that we've done tonight as well because um, it's good to give something back to the viewers who are obviously flocking in to watch it. So it was the best decision that we've uh, that we did. Yes, mate, full on. And a few people have said that uh, recently, actually, like about just the just takes you out with for an hour or so. Obviously, yeah. I do like various shows throughout the week, and that's been something which has, you know, it's really kept me sane. And that, like, you know, I my missus will perhaps moan now and again because I spend so much time doing podcasts. But also, if I hadn't have been doing podcasts, we'd have been right under each other's feet every yeah. single day. So I dare say, mm. you know, it's tongue in tongue in cheek, as it were. Yeah. But it's but, also um, the planning side what goes into it. You know what I mean? So it's it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, God, it's for us it. personally. You know, I mean, for me personally, it's it's. It's it's kept me thinking about other stuff, you know what I mean? When there hasn't been work to think about, uh, and it's given me something, something, something which I've got a passion about, and, and what I love, you know what I mean? Watching or reading, or it's just been, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's non-stop, isn't it, mate? Like I, I don't, I think I thinking about podcasts in my sleep is <laughs> it's just the way it is. But um, yes, indeedy, indeedy, deedy. James says there, he says he must have a deal with Costa. Well, I just let's no, say ev everybody should message yeah, should Costa have. Coffee and tell him. Uh, what's Leslie saying there? A few spare seats. You coming for New Year meal? Let's break the law and sneak in Tier Two North Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we're in Tier Four years. Uh, they made a new tier especially for us. Just especially for you, yeah. Especially for us. And rightly so. so. Rightly so. Indeed, mate. Well, uh, so what we're going to do? Um, the general premise of tonight's show is we're going to answer everyone's questions. We're going to have a bit of a bit of a chat with the live chat, as it were. But we, me and Andy, throughout the show, we're going to name our top three moments of 2020 with regards to football. Um, can be good or bad. Just top three mm. eye-opening moments, whatever it may be. We'll talk about some side kind of honourable mentions along the way, and of course, we'll probably talk about the festive football, which. Uh, went on over the weekend, no doubt, because there was a couple of uh, incredible goals. Uh, Will Vox, I'm looking at you, mate. Yeah. It's a shame, shame. The other eleven players or eleven ten players couldn't uh, couldn't <laughs> do anything else. But you know, ah, such is life. Alex Smithies, uh, you know, he's saved Cardiff City a lot recently. His penalties and good performances. He's had an absolute nightmare. But well, I'm sure we'll get into that a bit later. Um, so open us up, mate. What's your number three? Coming in at number three. Um, I've tried not to be negative because it's obviously been a little bit of negativity, but obviously there's some things that I can't get away from this year. Um, and for my three, it's got to be um, the the align of um, uh, the governing bodies, i.e. Uh, the Premier League, the EFL, the Scottish Premier League, the Welsh Premier League, yes, Belgium, Italy, Spain... Holland, all not doing the same thing, you know what I mean? So for me, it's it, the set of president, you know what I mean? UEFA and FIFA didn't get involved. So for me, the biggest moment for me is is having some football carrying on and voiding the some other seasons. I thought it was the most surreal thing in the world because I'm not sure how football clubs um, were able to do that, how uh, supporters felt about it around the world, seeing some football and not seeing others. And 
Um, you know, we spoke about it at length, didn't we, about the Premier League still going on and and things and, and other leagues um, not happening. Teams getting relegated, teams getting promoted. I just didn't think it was it was it was ethically right and fair, personally, and I still stick by that to this day. Uh, and I hope we never have to discuss it ever again. Yeah, I um, I said I wasn't going to say anything on that because like it just winds me up. What I will say, and I'll make it keep it brief, is. FIFA should have just stepped in and said, we run, you know, we make the rules, we run football, every single league, professional league in the world, or every single league in the world, come to think of it, because they all feed up into each other. Every professional league in the world, this is what we're doing. The season's void, or the season's ending now, wherever you are, you are, whether it's promotion, relegation, blah, 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 or everyone's staying the same, and we'll start again next year. Whatever it was going to be, but it should have been uniform for everyone. My yeah. personal opinion was that it should have been void. Still no. stick by that. But if one league does its side, then for me, everyone else has got to follow suit. Because yeah, all, when you had different filters, things happening in the football league, that was ridiculous. Like, everything filters into the same thing. Everything filters up to the Champions League and filters down. So for me, yeah. it's got to be done. You can't, you can't have Belgium, um, Holland, thing. Scotland void in seasons and then other teams carrying on. It just wasn't ethically yeah. right, in my opinion. Well, even in British football, they'd be like the, the Premier League Championship were doing one thing, League yeah, One, League Two were yeah, doing don't, other stuff. Uh, yeah, don't, get me, don't get me started on that. And by the way, those those clubs play in some of the same tournaments. So yeah, how can you that be correct? Um, my number three moment is uh, Diego Maradona passing away uh, towards the end of the year. And then just as we were kind of getting our heads around that, uh, the great Paolo Rossi passed away in the aftermath of uh, Maradona's loss, so I think they were two massive losses for yeah. for the footballing world. Yeah, I think um, I think, think they I th- were right up there as oh, big moments. I, I, I totally agree. So I, absolute legends of the game, and I think um, I think what's come from that that, for example, for me is celebrating how good football is and football used to be, and and not taking it for granted that we can watch them or see them on TV again. You know what I mean? Mm. You, you look at that kind of era of player; they're all at a similar age, so they're all getting on a little bit. You know what I mean? The health's not great. Uh, if that's football related or non-football related, but it's um, yeah, Big Jack as well. So it's yeah, it's it's so important that we uh, that we remember before people die. You know what I mean? Because it's such a shame when mm-hmm. people die, and we I remember Diego Maradona to be the best player in the world or one of the best players in the world, yeah. and he was still one of the best, best players, players in the world ever. when he's alive. So it, yeah. forget that he's dead. It's 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 for me. Needs need to remember it a little bit earlier. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. And I just um, it's one of those strange things, isn't it, where you always think once someone's passed about all oh, you know about all the many things that you experienced together or how good they were. That's certain things just remember things whereas yeah. let's do it when we're alive and we can and enjoy it even further. Um, and we talked totally about great. you know, we talked about the show being an escape for us, for for people. Obviously, um football is a massive escape for all of us. Yeah. They're they're a big part of that. And of course, uh, Peter Whittenham and Chris Barker. Chris Barker passed away, yeah. you know, and it's coming up to a year now, in a couple of days. Um, yeah. Wits, obviously, as well, died in 20. Like I said at the start of the show, mate, the second, I think it was the second line I said, mm. 2020 can get to so and so. Yeah, it's been a horrible year. Horrible year, yeah. And, you know, look, don't get me wrong, every year we lose someone, whether it's within football or within other aspects of life you know people die that's part of life 
We know that. But 2020 is, just seems to have been a non-stop barrage of yeah. just sadness and death. And it's very, very, been very difficult to um, to deal with. And of course, uh, Gavin makes a good point. Uh, Diego Maradona was, I think he's Sergio Aguero's godfather as well. Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. Um, so, he's married, is, is Leo, Leo, Leo Messi's married to his daughter as well? Yeah, so yeah they, that, they're all kind of interlinked, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, so, so it's, legacy will so, still go on. Indeed, yeah, mate, absolutely. So what we're going to do now is, that was number three. Uh, about halfway through the show, we're going to do number two. And then... Right at the end, we'll do number one. We're going to talk about some honourable mentions. We're going to talk about some of the football and, and kind of go with that. Um, what I'd like to open up with, mate, uh, first of all, is what are your uh, hopes for 2021? Whether it's to do with a show, football, whatever um, it may be. I think, I think football-wide, I'd, 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 my dream is to see football again with fans back in. I, I can't... I, I listen to say... I, I, I so wanted football fans to get back into stadiums, and now I see them back into stadiums. At the top end, Premier League wise, I'd rather not be in. I watched the Liverpool game uh, a couple of days ago against West Bromwich Albion. The atmosphere was dreadful. It was it was a nothing. You know, I mean, just it just the odd people just stood in the cop. Just it just doesn't do it for me. You know what I mean? I'd rather mm. I'd rather help the lower lower league lower league teams out and 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 to have two thousand people in a four thousand seater stadium. You know what I mean? And 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 give them the money which they need to to, to run football and. You know, I mean, we need we need to look after each other. We need to look after each other's clubs. We need to get back to to doing things. And I just so wish when this vaccine is all there that the first moment of the biggest game possible, sell out uh, everybody there. It'll just be amazing. Have it on TV worldwide, so everybody can see. Can't wait for it. Yeah, like one of my hopes for 2021, um, and James has kind of touched a little bit on it. He says they still haven't had a chance to have a minute silence for Peter Whitnam with the fans in the stadium. Yeah. Um, and what I would like to see in 2021 is I would like to see Cardiff City as a football club honour Peter Whittenham in the right way. Uh, I do feel like, I know COVID, etc. has meant you can't do the minute silence and stuff like that. But I do feel like they haven't um, honoured him in the way that they should have. Look, mm. he's one of the best players that's ever played in the Championship. He's one of the best players who ever played for Cardiff. But not just that, he was at the club for so many years um, one of the most consistent players gave everything for the football club and it feels very um, from a uh, from the way they've kind of honoured him feels a bit underwhelming not quite up with where I feel it should have been yeah um, no, great great point uh, and, and listen Simon, that's, I think that's all we expect isn't it you know what I mean that, that the football club remember you know what I mean because players come and go but you know what I mean when, when somebody when somebody spends so much of their life career at one football club you know what I mean the least they can do is uh, is give it back you know and I think uh, I, I, I so look forward to it because Wits was a top guy top footballer uh, for every club he played for you know what I mean no, nobody said a bad word about it uh, and it was such a such a tragic loss and uh, but not for not for just uh, not for just in life in football as well you know what I mean because he he inspired so many young people you know what I mean he, he, he kept us all uh uh, on the edge of our seats when we watched when we watched his games when we seen his old goals it was just exhilarating at times and just uh, something that you that you probably take for granted when yeah, he's alive his, uh, his chant and Kev's chant are my two favourite Cardiff City chants of all time uh, they really were superb um, I d- it's a strange one 
like I've seen people say various different things about what they could do to honour him, from naming a bar after him to naming a stand after him. Personally, like if you can retire, if Birmingham can retire a shirt for Jude Bellingham, I believe Cardiff City could potentially retire the number seven shirt, but I don't think they will. Is yeah. uh, is about it. But I, that's my one of my biggest hopes for twenty twenty one is to see Cardiff properly pay their respects and tributes to Peter Whitlam. Yeah, um, Leslie Coates says, why do, the t- why do the teams come out of different ton- tunnels uh, when they just jump all over each other on the pitch? What's that all about? I don't, listen, I don't, I don't get it. It makes no I, sense, I, I, does it? I can, I can revert back to... Um, Neil Warnock did a really interesting interview when Middlesbrough played Stoke City away from home that, that the Middlesbrough and Stoke weren't allowed to get changed um, in different just, just dressing rooms within the same area. So Middlesbrough had to get changed in a, in a porter cabin with uh, which was damp. It had puddles on the floor. It was cold. Had no heating on it. And I just think, well, they're in different rooms. As long as those rooms get cleaned um, properly uh, and they're safe and they're not within two meter distance, which they're not from it, from from the other team. I don't I don't see the dis- I don't see the difference. I, I honestly don't no. see the difference. They're going out and battling against each other. They're grabbing hold of each other. They're tackling each other. They're falling on each other. They're breathing closely on each other. You know. I, I, it's very strange. It's 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 a very strange rule. But then you're seeing outside. There's a lot of footballers who are getting it. A lot of games called off. One one big game's just been called off tonight. Uh, Man City against Everton, because Man City have got uh, a number of cases uh, within their squad. They had uh, three at the three on Christmas Day. Now they've got I think another five or six, which is quite worrying. I know Ipswich Town have got eleven. Sunderland have got quite a few. Rotherham have got quite a few, because uh, their game was called off against Middlesbrough. But that's not because of changing rooms you know, I mean, that's because they're, they're, they're together all the time that's kept in yeah. their group you know what I mean it, because for me the way that I look at it is Man City played the other day so does that mean that Man City's opponents have to self-isolate yeah I would have thought it's a strange they would. one, it's strange, isn't it? it's a strange one like, it? like one of the things which is kind of it, it does irritate me a little bit and I do think that um, it's part of the reason why we keep having to have a lockdown and then it looks like we're going to get back to normal and then we have to have another one is because there's people who have just flat they just refuse to to listen and and follow the rules and if you just follow the rules maybe we wouldn't have to have keep having lockdowns and stuff and people just do do like what they're asking you or what they're advising you to do but like i looked there was pictures all over the newspapers yesterday of the the boxing day sales queues and i was thinking so you had tier four there was none because they're not open, non, no non-essential shop. But then the ones which are not in Tier 4, it was like any other Boxing Day sale. Yeah. It's not only, you know, I know people are going to go and queue. Look, I love a bargain, mate. I went shopping today and I got picked up a couple of bargains. But what I don't like is that in that queue, everyone's like shoulder to shoulder. There's no yeah. social. So what's the point? Like, it's yeah. never going to go away if yeah. people just ignore it. Like, because you... Whilst you've got a large uh, percentage of people just doing what they want, you're always going to have like a few cases just going round and round and round and round and round certain areas. It's just the way it is because yeah. it's a it's a, a virus which hasn't got a, a cure. So yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Donna asks if uh, players still getting tested twice a week. I yeah. was I don't know you might be able to shed shed a bit more yeah. light on this. I was under the impression that in the Premier League they were getting tested at least three times a week. 
Um, I, I, to, to get to get tested at least twice a week, I think it, it's more strict um, if they've come into contact with other teams or other people who've got it. Um, so, for example, okay. um, Fulham manager Scott Parker's wife's got it, apparently. Um, so, Scott Parker wasn't at the game the other day, so he's been tested, he's negative. He's had another test, he has a test every day, and he's got to have three negative tests before he can go back to work. Yeah. So, that's, what, 72 hours worth of negative tests, which, for me, is enough. You know, I know it can take 14 days to come out, but you'll keep getting tested, and if he gets it, then it's just a mess. It's just a mess, size, isn't it? It's it's something yeah. that's which just becomes a mess. Frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. Tell you what, it must be. Uh, it must be a Christmas. Leslie Coates has just had. He's just put a phenomenal point in the live chat. So um, he says Rotherham are playing tomorrow, and they've got five cases. Yeah, the Man City game's off tonight, so. You know, and, Man- and then Rob Boyles followed that up by saying Man City could probably field three different first teams, which yeah. would do very well in the Premier League. Whereas yeah. Rotherham, you know, five play five players having COVID is a massive. I don't know dent what the magic. I don't know what the magic number is. I'll be honest. I don't know what the magic number is. And uh, and to be honest, I, do I blame Man City for 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 playing on those rules? You know what I mean? I look at no, of course not. They're not uh, in the best yeah, of form. Yeah, I look at I look at other teams. Say I watched uh, Tottenham last night. Um, I watched uh, Liverpool. I watched uh, Man- uh, Chelsea tonight before I came on. And teams teams for me, they're putting weak inside, not weak inside though, but the rest in players thinking they're too good for. Certain teams, Chelsea against Chelsea against Villa. Chelsea should probably win. Costa should on paper. If you play your best team, didn't play his best team, and he, towards the end of the game, he's chasing a little bit. He's bringing his best players on, his big hitters on, and by the time you drop two points, Liverpool drew the other day. You could have caught up on the on the league, you know. And I just find it a little mm. bit laughable sometimes that yeah, yes, these players are good enough to play in certain teams, but they're not match fit. They're not sharp. They're not they're not as good as the Thiago Silvers. They're not good as the, the Tino Werners. They're not as good as uh, for me. Play your best team, and that's at every, yeah. at every level. Yeah, there's a lot of players, uh, a lot of games at this time of year, but but still, you know, it's uh, it's a weird one because five players for Rotherham is going to have a much more, a much bigger effect than say seven players at Man City. And I know that sounds stupid because it depends. It depends though, because it, it could there could be five youth team players. Nobody knows the names of the yeah, players. Nobody, yeah. nobody knows. They just they've just got five. They've got five cases. Those five cases might not be players. Five might professionals. Be it could be. Yeah. Yeah. They, be they might not be members. They might be members of staff as well. You just for me, it's it's a good area. Which I, I don't know. know. I did I, read I, something I like on social media which says um, the the onus is on the clubs to to contact the league and say we've got. X amount of players out, or we've got uh, uh, quite a few cases. We would like the game postponed, and then the league kind of they send them the details. The league looks into it and decides whether it should be called off. And I think that is potential to be really ropey and dodgy. If that's the way it is, I don't know if it is, but if that is the way it is, I think that's really got potential for abuse of, you know, like James made a point. Uh, I can't find it now, but he said about the big teams always have had better treatment from you know from the leagues than the smaller teams like yeah. if it's a decision that if there's not just a magic number of cases so when you hit x amount the game's off i think that's a problem isn't it if the league mm. is deciding whether those players affect whether you can play your game i think mm. that's could be uh, ropey mate couldn't it yeah I, I totally agree i think it's uh, it's a mess because it's so grey the area you know what i mean and people is there, is there a number? Do you just have to go to a case? Can you can you appeal? It's just 
it just doesn't. It's preparation as well because if you're made to play and you haven't prepared properly, you know, well, the other team they're playing against hasn't doesn't prepare properly. It's not. It's not fair. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Right, a few questions then, um, and then we'll get into our um, number two of our top moments of 2020. Uh, Rob Boyle asked, on the note of chance, what was the worst chance you've heard, Andy, either at you or a teammate? Um, I don't even think I ever. Well, to be and I'm saying that, you know, what I mean, there was um, there was obviously some unfair um, criticism in some in some things. Probably the one of the funniest ones I've um, I've I heard was uh, was when I was a supporter of Middlesbrough we, and Middlesbrough was at Ayrson Park and just got promoted to um, Division One, the Premier League, so to speak. And um, and Paul Gascoigne was playing for Tottenham Hotspur and. Um, the amount of Middlesbrough fans who were shouting "you fat" whatever and throwing Mars bars at him, he must have he must have eaten about sixteen Mars bars during that game because everybody threw Mars bars at him. It was one of the <laughs> the most hilarious things moments I've ever witnessed in football. It was great, um, but then you see the other side of it. You know, what I mean, growing up and you see people um, who had to endure Luther Blissett and John Barnes having bananas throw them at them on the pitch. It's just horrific and. You know what I mean? This, this they, people thought that was banter. You know what I mean? And fun, and, mm. and and you know what I mean. But no, I don't. I don't really think nothing for me personally. You know what I mean? It's been uh, yeah. It was, Have you ever for, just heard like anything not too nice, like offensive or not too oh, nice? There's always just oh yeah. In a game you're playing, yeah, like yeah, well yeah. There's always there's always the the, the odd comments. And, I, 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 obviously, the infamous story which I told you about, uh, told everybody about when when you're warming up at Millwall and you're stretching mm. away and. And you don't turn around because you're getting absolutely pelters, and you turn around and there's like a 12, 13 year old kid who's threatening to kill you and have a go at you. And it's just, it's just, it's just a, it's not always a, a safe environment to be when you were when you were a substitute. I remember warming up once at um, Britannia against Stoke City in the playoffs, playoff semi final, um, the year that we they ended up beating us in the in the, in the second leg, and uh, the Britannia so warming up, and there was a pitch inversion, and I just mm. remember stretching away, and there's fans running past me. And you just you, these are the things that you just don't think of. You just think that you're on the pitch, you're safe. The police will look after you, or the stewards will look after you. But no, but chant-wise, no, nothing, nothing really. Hmm. So uh, let's have a look at some of these other questions. There was another one which I really liked. Can't find it. Can't find it. Um. Ah, go ahead. Oh, that's what I was. I had a question. I had a question for you, Andy Campbell. When will Frank Lampard get the same amount of speculation and questioning about his management that people like Solskjaer or Arteta or some of the other younger managers get? Because Lampard seems to get away with murder. Uh, I think he'll get judged by the end of the season where they finish this year. Uh, but they all should, though, shouldn't they? Well, yeah, they, oh, they all should get the same treatment, and they don't. He came you know in I mean? before Solskjaer, didn't he? Yeah, I think I think what saved Frank though the longest, he did all right without a transfer uh, kit. He wasn't mm. allowed to buy players because he had the embargo on him. So I think he's he's living on that a little bit that he hasn't really had a full transfer window of a year. You know what I mean? Without COVID as well. You know what I mean? So he's, I think, transfer embargo, COVID is saving Frank a little bit from um, from some comments because you look at tonight's result, for example, drew one all at home Villa. Not a great result, in my opinion. You know, I mean, Chelsea should be wiping the wiping the floor with teams like that. Should be um, wiping the floor with Arsenal, mate. You know what I mean? Form. Yeah, so that's two games without a win. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's been a pretty pretty bad Christmas previous for Chelsea, and um, all it takes is uh, is a bad uh, bad January and being knocked out of the Champions League, and uh, Chelsea fans and, and owner especially will uh, 
will not be best pleased. Indeed, mate. Uh, Leslie Coates says, Borough should be fresh tomorrow for Sheffield Wednesday game with uh, with us not playing three days ago like Wednesday. Should be, but that also can be a bad thing. You know, that, that, that Sheffield Wednesday, uh, you play games, you, it's just a continuation, you don't train, yeah. You know, I'm guessing Middlesbrough players had Christmas Day off for the, probably the first time ever, which is <laughs> can be a bad thing, you know. They probably didn't train Boxing Day, they probably had a good few days off over Christmas. They've obviously been training yesterday and today, but it can, it can be a bad thing. Sorry. People can expect, it can work the opposite the way that you think, you know what I mean? For me, it's all about continuation, it's all about just churning over and playing games, because you've still got to play those games. That game will get fitted in anywhere, random, and people mm. say, that's unfair, it's unfair, we, we played two days ago, but you've still got to get the game in, you know what I mean? So for me, it's, I know it was, it was, it was called off because of COVID-related uh, incident, but you know what I mean? You're still going to have yes. to play against Rotherham. Yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. Uh, Gaz, Says uh, West Ham United were doing their do uh, are doing their best to ruin my Christmas with their December form. What do you guys think is the issue with us? Uh, as we've looked, we had looked good early season. Uh, I watched them against Brighton, and I, I honestly couldn't believe what I watched uh, first half, especially. You know, what I mean, Gaz must have been uh, absolutely distraught. I, I was confused because I look at I look at the quality. I look at Declan Rice, and I, and I sometimes look at him thinking. His aspirations, surely, if he wants to play for England and he wants to play well, how can he impress playing the way that, in the style that David Moyes wants, wants his side to play? It was so so negative. Five at the back, three in midfield. It was just, there was just nothing going forward. And, and, and I look at the flair players and I look at Jared Bowen. You know what I mean? Jared Bowen got brought off at half-time alongside Mark Noble. And how, how, he, how he could pick two players out of that first-half performance and, and bring two players on for those two is, was beyond me because he could, have, he could have changed five or six. And he probably should yeah. change five. And for me, if he'd have changed five, I could have fully understood it. But to change the two, I thought was disrespectful to those two players. They did get better. They got the equaliser. But um, obviously, Dunk scored the winning goal. And I don't know. I, I think West Ham's such a huge football club. They've got the facilities. They've got the training ground. They've got the owners. They've got a budget. They're in London. They need to be picked up by the best managers or somebody who can who can attract the big players and... Somebody, they just, I don't know, they, they, they've had some really good players back in the day and, you know what I mean, go back to Bobby Moore and go back to um, other players, Paolo Di Canio. Yeah, it's, this year, there's no one in that side who excites me. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? The West Ham, for, of, over the years, even when they've been bad, they've always had those exciting flair players and they, outside of maybe one or two, they don't. And, you know, at the start of the season, Gaz mentioned they were doing quite well. Um Particularly, you know, uh, Jared Bowen, I mentioned, I think, yeah. on the championship show, was looking, mm. you know, he yeah. really looked like he was coming into his own. And then all mm. of a sudden, they just have gone downhill again. I, I think it's I've got to say, Anto I do not Antonio, rate David Moyes. Since Antonio's been injured, you, you take your best player out of the yeah. team who's scoring all the goals. It must be a, but you can't rely on one player. Your Premier League, Premier League should have, they've got 25 players signed on. So 25 players should be able to walk into that team and make them just as strong. But West Ham just haven't got the strength in depth. Would you would you see David Moyes making it uh, the whole season? I, I see them staying up because I, I, obviously I, I can see there's, there's there's enough teams down there who, who I don't see getting out of it. But if I was a West Ham fan, would I want to watch that football? If I, if I, if I came back to to the London Stadium, I'd be I'd rather watch Pain Drive. If I'm honest, I wouldn't want to go and watch hmm. that at all. So I think I'd rather COVID stay at West Ham for a long time and uh, and not have to go and watch it. To be honest, yeah, I just this. I I find David Moyes as a manager, he's um, he's just never been the same since he left Everton. Um, 
And you know, let's concerns. be honest, his, his record at Everton was phenomenal. Yeah, but then um, my concern, say, is people like Declan Rice, you know what I mean? If Declan Rice, yeah, there's he no way he's staying. He loves West Ham. He loves West Ham, but he's going to have to leave to progress his football career. He's going to sign for. They said that about Jack Grealish, mate. It all depends, I think, on yeah, the manager. Can, can you see? Uh, can you see West Ham next year being sixth in the Premier League and and and, <laughs> and, and attacking like uh, like Villa attack? Can't see it. Depend, can't depends. Depends who the manager is, mate. Yeah, I, I, I do believe that because I they, the West Ham do have some good young players. So yes, I think it's a possibility. Um, so we'll move on to some comments in a minute. I know uh, there was one from Reese uh, about Cardiff, um, which we'll get to in a sec. But number two on our top three moments of 2020, what is your number two, mate? Uh, Liverpool winning the league. I think uh, yeah, I can't. I, ign- I can't. Ign- I can't ignore it. I can't ignore it because of the domination that United have had, and obviously Leicester winning it. And uh, I just think I was brought up on. Liverpool winning the leagues and obviously so were you and you know what I mean that, that annoyed me you know what I mean they were, they were dominating English football dominating European football and then all of a sudden they just dropped like a stone and, and for them to win it rightly so they had, they had an amazing season last season and um, uh, so I think the moment was written in the stars wasn't it when uh, they decided to finish the league again it was always going to happen it was just a matter of when not if yeah I think so I think so. Um, so I was having a look at some EFL moments, um, and I'm sorry to say uh, to a friend of the show, uh, Bugsy, sorry Gary, but uh, Nottingham Forest uh, imploding on the final day of the season was something is just you couldn't have written it. Like we did that watch along, which I think we'll probably do again this year because it was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, watching it all. Ch- interchange following the league table in in real time um watching at the start when we talked in like the 10 minutes before the games kicked off we didn't barely touch on swansea sneaking into the prayer playoffs not because we like a cardiff fans but because we just did not see it a way that forest were going to get beaten 4-1 and swansea were going to do what they needed to do there was no way in the world that that will have ever happen again in the game because we didn't but in, 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 that, in that moment though all the oh, yeah. all, all the had to do in that game was get beat 1-0 or 2-0 yeah. or 3-0 yeah. he would have been alright but he it, he attacked 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 <laughs> and even, even even at 4-1 when they were safe he still went to try to win the game and and yeah. and he got and he and he got hooked at the back door and I just you know what I mean for me just they haven't recovered from that by the way no no they haven't but he 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 obviously lost his job and you know what I mean look back you know what I mean some some pivotal decisions and when you're getting beat two nil three nil three one four one that's enough let's just shut up shop it's not getting any worse than this and we stay and we stay in the playoffs we take it on the chin and we go we go we go in the playoffs yeah that's what they should have done but the players haven't recovered they, you know like they have really struggled this year and I know. You know the league table doesn't lie, etc., etc. As we like to poke fun at a certain Woodgate's comments last year, but but ultimately, uh, Forest haven't looked the same on the pitch, regardless of where they are in the league. And I would say this: if they'd played the same way they've played, but eked out a few results, yeah. they look mentally like they're struggling. Oh, uh, and that worries side. me because at shut the moment they're banging the uh, relegation fight, mate. At the moment, huge, huge football club as well with a yeah. with a. A massive history, heritage. You know, I mean, they need to get the good times back at the city ground for sure. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I don't really care about anyone but sort of Cardiff. But 
I don't want to see a club as big as Forest get relegated. I hate seeing no. those big clubs, yeah. you know, go down the leagues, and I find it saddening from my from my youth, as it were, watching yeah. clubs who I'd watch, you know, as a kid saw them so successful. Um, okay, so uh, where was I? Reese, wasn't I? Uh, Reese says we'd be uh, we'd be fine regardless of uh, any COVID cases because. Regardless of fatigue, illness, injury, or even COVID, Neil Harris will not change his tactics or start an 11. Um, I think that's a fair comment in ultimately. However, here's a, I might surprise a few. I'm going to defend Neil Harris a little bit. Only a little bit. On uh, whatever it was, it was a Boxing Day, Saturday, um, against Brentford. Cardiff have gone one 0 up against you know from an absolutely world class strike from Volt from the halfway line, superb. Uh, they weren't playing very well before that. They were all right. They weren't playing particularly well, but um, like Bakuna looked like a, a right back in the first half at least. In the second half, Cardiff gone to pieces. Smithies has made two howlers. Bakuna has basically shown the winger in inside every time and not even tried to block the cross or the shot which has come in we're letting Brentford take shots for fun not blocking them and um, we're giving them loads of room we're not doing the basics let alone looking like we're going to score Neil Harris cannot do anything about those individual mistakes Neil Harris cannot do anything about players not doing their jobs he picks his team he does the tactics that's on him but when those players are on the pitch they have to do their job Regardless of if they're happy that they're playing out of position or they are playing out of position or whatever it may be, they have got a job to do and they've got to do it to the best of their ability. And there's too many players in that squad who aren't doing that and they haven't been doing it all season. And ultimately, they have to take responsibility for their individual performances. Saying all that, Neil Harris is well out of his depth and um, he should have been sacked probably before the... That four-game win streak has saved him. Yeah, outside, but you, you've got you, you've got you've got to look at the last two games. You know what I mean? Cardiff have got to be judged against the best sides in the division. You know what I mean? Because Cardiff are, on paper, they've got they have not, not a lot's changed from last season. They're, they're, they're a top six side in this division. Um, Norwich City absolutely blew them away um, a week ago. You know what I mean? There was men yes. against boys. They absolutely didn't they didn't compete. Uh, they got played off the park. I think two 0 flattered them a little bit. I think the the possession stats and the shots on target it was it was pretty poor. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously Boxing Day was uh, a little bit better. Started started okay. Um, and then a few individual errors and uh, set pieces and things. Obviously, Cano scored a hat trick, which is obviously great for great for the boy. You know what I mean? Brentford playing a certain way of playing football, but you can combat that by by trying really hard and by closing mm-hmm. people down because if people are keeping the ball you've got to work harder off the ball so ball retention is so, imp- so, so important and putting the ball into areas or not letting the players who can play and the players who enjoy passing you've got to keep the ball away from them that's just by pure hard work and graft I didn't really see that happening on Boxing Day as much as uh, as much as much I'd like to see you know what I mean and, and it, it, it annoys me when I see probably the best goal of the season and it's in a it's in a it's in a game which um, ends up in defeat, so it's it, it gets probably papered over a little bit and gets diluted, which is such a shame because it was it was a goal which should have won in any game. Um, yeah. So Will Vox, absolutely fantastic to see the goalkeeper is one thing to execute it is uh, it's just phenomenal, you know, a great thing. It's, it's not the first time he's done it, by the way. You know what I mean? He's done it at previous no. clubs at Rotherham things. So it's just no fluke. You know what I mean? So he's a very talented player. 
Um, the manager going back to one up front. I don't <laughs> like it. You know what I mean? Poor, poor Harris back on the bench for the last couple of games and. Yeah, I mean, he is, for me, he's he's coming back from an injury, I think. If you're gonna if you're gonna go for games, I don't know how you can go for games at home with one man up front and pack the midfield because With your best striker on the bench, by the way, who's banged yeah. in goals all season. Yeah, it's a difficult one, you know what I mean? But um listen, he's un, he's under pressure side, so he's got he's got some uh he's got some big games coming up. Um Wickham, Rotherham, you know what I mean? So the next two games are absolutely massive for Neil Harris because if they don't win the two games I think he'll. Uh, I think I don't think you'll see 2021. Oh, no, early 2021. Um, I'm going to disagree with you, mate. Um, which happens now and again. Yeah. Um, I don't believe Cardiff City are a top six side in the championship. Um, I'm going on. Fox. And I didn't. But I didn't believe that. I didn't believe they were a top six side last year. I thought they were their end of season or their po- not even their end of season. Their post lockdown form was not lucky because they were in form, but. When you came back from lockdown, some clubs managed it better than others. Some clubs came back and were able to to string a few you know a few uh, few games together. Some weren't. It it was always going to be like that because of the strange situation that we were in. But I I don't think if the season hadn't been interrupted, I don't believe Cardiff City would have made the playoffs. And the lack of transfer activity and signings uh, in the in the break between the two seasons meant that Cardiff City and uh, there's easily six teams who are better than Cardiff City on, in my, in my pa- opinion yeah no, no, and, 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 and that's great but on paper though Cardiff City finishing the playoffs so they are that they are a top six they are a top six side they're massively underachieved you know what I mean this year they've oh, massively yeah. massively okay. underachieved and so not just not just Cardiff City there are other teams as well who are doing it you know what I mean the championship is a tough league and I get everyone's point and anybody can beat anybody but if anybody can beat anybody then you win half and you lose half. Surely that's that's the way that you, anybody can beat anybody. But they're not even they're not doing that at the minute. And I agree what you what I think you just said earlier on about that. Those four games, those four victories on the bounce have kept Neil his job. Um, and I seen a I think it was a one of the reporters in the uh, in the in, in, in the national in a local newspaper in Cardiff who said um, I think that four wins out of eight, or people can look at it that it's. Three wins out of five. It's, it, listen, there's there's different permutations of this of, of ways to look at it. You know what I mean? For me, I look at the league table. Don't look at the last eight games. You look at the game, mm-hmm. the, the league table now. The league table now does not lie. It shows yeah. that Cardiff City are a mid-table side, and if they're not careful, they're going to get sucked into something that they don't need to get sucked into. You know what I mean? They, they, they need to progress up that league because the gap's getting bigger. You know what I mean? Yes, Watford beat Norwich the other day and deserved to beat them. I thought they were very good on the day, but. They're not going to lose that many games, so the, the 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 gap from the top two is going to be bigger, which then filters down to the to the playoff places. You know what I mean? And you can't afford to. Cardiff City won four games on the belt side, didn't they? They didn't get anywhere near the playoffs. So it yeah, shows the, 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 how many how many points they are away from uh, from getting where they need to be or want to be. Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, my issue is Cardiff have been like it all season. Cardiff have been underachieving, and yes, you could blame the players, but ultimately. Neil Harris picks the team and he hasn't picked the right team enough, in my opinion. And I think his selections and tactics have had a direct impact on the results. Mm. I agree. A I agree. high percentage of the time. Um, and if you're manager, that is down to you, regardless also, of sorry, I'd, individual I'd like, mistakes. Um, I'd, like, I'd like everybody that's us, chairman, CEO, papers, reporters, TV, if everyone's going to back him, 
the club back in with a little bit of money. He brings in players that he wants to bring in, and everybody follows suit, and we and we move forward that way. Because you just broke up a bit, mate. There, Are you still there? You've broken up. Right, Andy will be back in a second. Um, so send some, send us some questions in, guy, and also tell us. What are your top three moments of 2020, guys? Oh, look, you can see all the rubbish to the soul. My, just some empty boxes and Christmas tree boxes by there. Oh, dear. Let's put my hand Don't look! Don't look! And he's back. Yeah. I, I, you just broke up, mate, just uh, before you were making your Yeah, sorry. I, 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 my, my point was that everyone, if the club are going to back him, give him some money, and then every supporter, every newspaper... Yeah. They give him the, the, the backing and, and, and let's see where we, where we finish the end of the season. Because I know uh, Don has just said in the comments there that, that we were we were mid-table th this time last, last year. year last and look, year. look where they finished. But for me, we finished the season with a very attacking side, very attacking philosophy. You know what I mean? Jacob Murphy was, for me, the standout performer. Uh, and then Lang, barely played Mendes since. Lang, also a standout performer. So for me, we've lost two, out, two outlets and we've gone down a different route. You know what I mean? We've gone instead of having two really pacey wingers and maybe two men up front, um, we've gone down a route of having a number ten um, in Harry Wilson. And uh, does it work in the Championship? It's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough one that one because the best sides in the Premier League can play it because the way they play. You know what I mean? When players, when when, when you're getting missed out in those kind of areas, it's, you've got to play in a certain way to to, to make that number ten position work. In my opinion, it, it works best if you've got two good wingers either side of it. Yeah, because if their two wingers are quality and they hug the touchline, the, the number 10 has got so much space to get in between the defenders and midfield mm. and the gaps. But if you've got two wingers or two attacking players in that system who cut inside all the time, mm. it leaves the number 10 cramped for room yeah. and space. Then it goes, but, back to the, it goes back to the point, side that, that, that the, the, the decision to get rid of uh, Mendes Lang must have been so serious, but nobody's yes. ever found out why. You, you know what I mean? It's There's a weird one, isn't it? About. That they've yeah. never talked about it. Yeah, never they, quite they get, clarified. They get, they get rid of they get rid of the player. He's never signed for another team, to my knowledge, yet. No. Nope. You know what I mean? Because he, I think he can't because obviously he's, no, his registration. Be. You know what I mean? Because it'll be interesting in January to see if he just signed for anybody. You're not Let's even see. like a foreign club, like. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know what the rules. I don't know what the rules are because he's. Be, I don't know what the rules are because he because he's because he's registered to a club. I don't think. But he's he not registered. Is he? he got sacked. Yeah, he? I know. So but I think that there might still be at the withhold his registration until the January window. Well, because he breached his contract or supposedly yeah. breached his contract. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't. Yeah. A, it wasn't yeah. So January the first, I'm, I'm guessing he will, he will sign somewhere. It'll be interesting where he does go. Um, so we're going to wrap up Cardiff just for a second. Um, but just we'll finish on this. Gaz Cubbins says, another great question from Gaz. He's been firing him in today. He says, where will Cardiff City finish if Neil Harris stays till the summer? Uh, I'll go first in the bottom three. Well, I disagree with you, like we sometimes do. <laughs> if he stays till the summer, that means he's been backed by the chairman and the CEO yes. and he's been given a little bit of money. That I think that then he'll be pushing towards a playoff place because then we're all going to back him and we're all going to support him and hopefully then... He doesn't he, fail and fall on his backside. Yeah, obviously I say that a little bit tongue in cheek. Yeah. I do believe if he stays there and he doesn't sign anyone in the summer, no. uh, in the January window, I believe that the, then they will be at least in the relegation battle. Um, I don't think they'll go down. However, I wanted to touch on something, Anne, just quickly, which you said about him being backed. 
Um, and I do think that is a bit of a problem from the, uh, the point of view of Neil Harris. So the fans were never that keen on him when he came in. Mm. Um, but people said, you know, we'll support him, we'll do this, we'll do that. They haven't really backed him, which means it creates this weird thing where the club aren't signing the players that they clearly have needed, like we've needed right back for so long, etc., etc. So he's almost got like an excuse that, mm. oh, I can't do my, you know, I can't push on and show what I can do because I haven't been backed. And then they can sack him if they want to sack him because he's not doing very well. And the fans are kind of just caught in the middle. But to me, they either back him or sack him now. They've got to do one or the other. Yeah. Because if you go, if we go through January and make no sign-ins and Neil Harris is there at the end of January, what are we doing? Because we've got no yeah. ambition either way. Now, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying give him loads of money. There's yeah. players available. There's, there's, there's players available for free transfers. There's Premier League Spot players on. available for loans as well, which will be free. All it is is wages. You know what I mean? For me, there's enough options out there to back him. Back him if, and and that, that's a cheap option of backing him. If you want to give him money, crack on. Give him some money to go and play with, and then, it's, then it's, 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 you live by the sword, you die by the sword. But for me, give him give him enough rope to play with because he needs to go on. He needs to, he needs for me three, four, five players, and I, I guarantee you he'll have a list of those players on free transfers available to go and get straight away on January the first. Yeah, I I, um, I completely agree, mate. I gotta say, but they've got it. They now's the time, isn't it? Back him, sack him, one or the other. Yeah, because you do one or the other. if you're just going to go through January doing neither, what we you know, and do it early. Do, do do your business early. Let's Get not wait till done. let's not wait till the last day of the transfer window and and, and and shopping around for overpaying on transfer fees and not getting where you want and then making an excuse. Do it early. Get your business done. Move on. Forget about the transfer window. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like we spoke to Mehmet Dalman on the show, he's a very shrewd guy. Yes, very shrewd businessman. Um, I would like to think that if Cardiff are going to sign players, they're already getting that tied up, and or at least in the process of getting it on, you know, getting the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting where we go from that. Okay. Um, let's have a look. Obviously, they got Lee Tomlin to come back, and a load of people have said, like, you know, there's a, you know, he'll probably be injured. The, Brees makes a good point there. He says the whole Benkovic situation doesn't make us look good. How can clubs trust us to loan their youngsters when there's a high chance they'll be on the bench? And I have to say, uh, in reply to that comment from Reese, it's not the first time Cardiff have done that. Got a young player on loan and then not played him. And let's be honest as well, Benkovic played for Bristol City last year and did very, very well. He's one of the better defenders at the club. So it's not a case of him not being, you know, there's, he's, too, he's too raw or young and he's not good enough. And Cardiff have had some problems in defence. Like, I can't really see a reason unless he has got a horrifically bad attitude. I don't understand why he's not been given a chance at some point. It'll be interesting to see side that situation how that unravels as well because um, he may want to go back to Leicester City. I don't know if his contract is for the, chance, for the full yeah. season. I don't know if, um, if if it runs out in January the first. It's only for this year, um, so it'll be interesting to see. How that how that evolves because you only have so many loans in, in a year anyway. So and at, at one time. So if the club aren't keen on him, send him back. Send him back. Let him go somewhere else and go and Do play and favor. bring somebody else. Do everybody a favour. Yeah, that's I hundred percent. And I know like a few people have said like they'd like to see Harris go. Ultimately, I'd like to see Harris succeed. I just don't trust. He's the right guy to do it. Reese says he doesn't trust the transfer committee. Sick of buying quant quantity over quality. 
Uh, Garrick says no money available. Let's not kid ourselves. I think that's a fair comment as well. That there's, um, you know, there's there is probably not a great deal of money. But you made a good point, mate. There's, um, sorry, I lost <coughs> lost my train of thought there. Like, there's players available, whether it be oh, loan, freeze, cheap. Go in the lower leagues, mate, and have a look at some of the players who are tearing it up. Because there's mm. players down there who are doing exceptionally well. Why not take a punt on them? Because oh, other clubs that. have done it and done well. With I see. It. I see players. I speak to players who who, who, who are struggling to find clubs. People ask me for my advice, what what to do, and they're desperate to get an opportunity. You know, and these kind of players would give the left arm to be playing at this kind of level and uh, and and be able to do it. I mean, for me, it's 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 a no-brainer. Go and give somebody an opportunity. If it's a short-term deal to earn a contract, long-term contract, then it's up to them. Then you know, I mean, give them give them an opportunity because how would you show you're good enough unless you're given an opportunity? Don't have to spend money. Yeah, that's just reading that's funny. Dear Mr. Harris, Lee will not be able to play today. He's hurt himself again. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yes, it's, uh, it's a strange one. Uh, where's that comment from Leslie gone about top six? I can't find it. Oh, send it again, Leslie. The, the one about the top six, because I was going to ask it. I can't find it. Um, so, yeah, we answered the one where we thought, where did you say you thought Cardiff would finish if Neil Harris stays in charge? If they don't sign any sort of record-breaking oh. players, If they don't bring anybody in, then they're going to stay where they are. They won't, they won't, they won't budge. If they, if, they bring in, if they bring in three or four new bodies and, there's, and there's, uh, there's, there's competition for places, then they'll have an opportunity. Um, the way that I look at it, and I look at Smithies at the minute, he's making mistakes, but what would happen now? What would happen three months ago, six months ago, would have been that Etheridge would have come in and there would have been there would have been competition for places. There's not that competition anymore, so people are making mistakes and nobody's coming in and taking the place and fighting and, and, and making it competitive anymore because the understudies and the subs aren't as good as the players on the pitch. So it's 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 such a difficult one, you know what I mean? Because you look at you look at Etheridge at the minute. I see some of his performances at Birmingham, and yes, he was an, he had a nightmare against Middlesbrough. Some of the mistakes he made against Middlesbrough were horrific, but. He's kept a minute of penalty saves. He's he's he, the, the, some of the saves he made against Cardiff City alone were out of mm. this world, you know. So yeah. I, I just think sometimes you you can't afford to to lose good players like that. Indeed, a couple of interesting comments here from the the lads in the chat. Uh, Gavin Randall disagrees with us. He says, "When look what happened when Slade got lower league players in, none of them were good enough." Um, so what I'd say to that is, uh, Russell Slade was not a good. He was. Uh, there to get the the wage bill down as low as possible, sell everyone, and basically manage the money. Whereas I don't think Neil Harris is necessarily in there. Russell Slade was in there to be a yes man for the for the chairman for the board, whatever. Whereas I don't think Neil Harris is that. And I think you don't have to pay exorbitant wages to lower league, the top lower league players to get them. And you know, Premier League clubs, other Championship clubs have shown that there is talent there. You just got to go and have a look, and and also a difficult one for me, Sai, is you've you mentioned you mentioned the word, and a few people in the comments have mentioned it. Transfer committee. That mm. who decides who decides who who comes at this football club? Does a manager give a list to somebody? They talk about it, decide who's coming in, um, or just does externally somebody decide who's coming in and, and Neil works with those players because directors directors of football at other clubs buy the players and the manager works with them and. Puts them in their philosophy and, and, and makes it work. It's a it's a difficult one, but nobody knows the answers to it. You know what I mean? I know Mehmet Dalman spoke about the transfer committee. 
uh, live on the show, and he spoke about mm-hmm. that. He's on the transfer committee, and he, um, and, and, he, and he, he has decisions on it. But for me, it's 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 a difficult one because uh, Mehmet's obviously a very skilled individual and a very skilled man, and you know, what I mean, for me, the transfer committee should be a separate entity to those who are making other business decisions at the club. Mm-hmm. Donna makes a phenomenal point. And um, by the way, just before I read Donna's point, um, Mehmet Dalman also discussed how uh, the transfer committee doesn't always agree. And uh, he was the one, or I think it was him who said he didn't want to sign Salah at the time, but the other two did. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with a transfer committee is that, to me, the manager's got to be in charge of who the player's being brought in. The, the manager's final, got to have that final say. The final but, um, decision, yeah. Because it, it, it might not fit with what they want, you know. That, listen, Cardiff City, like, the, the Premier League time, Cardiff City were crying out for a centre-forward, so that would have worked for me. It would have been it would have been a great fit. It was perfect, you know what I mean? He had a great pedigree with scoring goals in the French division. It was it was a perfect fit for everybody, you know what I mean? But a difficult one now, you know what I mean? The way that Mehmet's told us, and, and, and he's not. He, he said it in the papers, he said it, he's, you know what I mean? He's, 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 he said it before, that... There's too many people making those kind of decisions, and it's like a voting system that if, that's a difficult. That's difficult for me to, to accept because for me, if it's not Neil who's, who's accepting it, then somebody else needs to take that responsibility. It's not a two people against one person vote. It's somebody else's job to decide who's coming and who's not coming in. Yeah, do you remember when um, Lee Clark was uh, director of football at Newcastle? Yeah, and they he was deciding the players, and then the manager just had to basically manager wasn't it so the director of football was deciding who was coming in and then the manager's job was just to train them and pick them and do whatever that is massively problematic and I feel like there's a hint of that it's not quite the same but there is a hint of that within this system Uh, so back to Donna's point she says uh, in fairness if you look at Neil Harris's who he's brought in for Cardiff City in especially this past summer he's done quite well Uh, so you've got Harry Wilson Kiefer Moore, probably arguably Cardiff's best two players this year. Then you've got uh, Ojo, who's had, I'd say, more positive than negative results. Obviously, Benkovic, we thought, was going to be a very good defender for them. And Tutu. So, that's a pretty good record in terms of his summer signings. It's only really Benkovic, I suppose, who you could say you'd have expected more from. Mm. You've also got for me. Then you've also got to look at the outgoings as well. You know what I mean? Because you, they're judged and by the man- fact that sorry to interrupt you, mate. Who, who they haven't signed? Like yeah. they haven't signed a right back again. Mm. That's big problem for me. Like I, mm. I don't understand that. Is it because there's no right backs in the world, mate? Is oh, that there's what it is? Lo- there's, there's loads of players available, I, I, and I, I look at players who. Who lets players go? Who signs players who lets them go? If somebody comes in and, and, the, and the owners and the chairman and the CEO think. We'll get them off the wage bill, we'll let them go. You know, that I, I look at at times we've, we've struggled with centre halves. Aidan Flynn, perfect centre half. You've got um, Patterson, you've got, Eth- you've got Etheridge. It's, it's, you're spining your team. You know what I mean? It's a difficult one. You know what I mean? You've got other players. It's, it's, it's difficult. And then you've got, well, you've got your best player who's, who doesn't get on the pitch because of um, fitness and injuries. It's, it's, so, it's so frustrating at the minute because you just can't get any consistency and continuity. And then, when Lee Tomlin is fit, we're all yeah. going to be crying out for him to play because and then Harry Wilson will be fit. dropped, and then um, but then all of a sudden he'll play because all the fans want him to play and we're just being rushed in because everybody's yeah. been wanting him to come back. And what's going to happen? 
he's going to put strain on his body. It's, it's such a difficult one because by the time he comes back, Cardiff City could be in a position where they're fighting for a playoff place. So all the games under pressure, all the games are high tempo, all the games are. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's it's not a nice for not me, a nice position to be in. For me, I don't think they need to rush Lee Tomlin at the moment because you've got Harry Wilson who can play ten. You've got Ojo who can play wide. You've got White who can play wide, and a couple of others. Uh, Murphy, etc. So you don't need to necessarily rush him back, Tomlin. Yes, you'd rather have him available than not, but I don't think you need to rush him. Like, uh, Reese put a, a, a message up earlier. He said, like, this is my weekly message of saying we should play Benkovic as centre-back and Nelson at right-back and Bakuna in the uh, middle of midfield. And he says that every week when we, you know, whenever we discuss Cardiff. Um Garen Cole, someone asked earlier, um, has Neil Harris said why uh, Benkovic doesn't play? And I wasn't quite, I didn't mention it because I didn't know, so I sort of just went off it. But uh, Geraint said, uh, another pearl of wisdom from Harris uh, regarding Benkovic. He said he will play when I decide to select him. And it is those type of prickly, sometimes nonsensical post-match interviews, which I think don't help him. Well, when Cardiff City get beat, uh, and they're letting goals in, they're the, 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 the letting some silly goals in defensively, struggling, not protecting the goalkeeper. Um, he's going to get asked questions about players who possibly should be playing, and he's going to come out with comments like that because he's going to defend his decisions and defend his players. And are those players that he's picking good enough to keep clean sheets? They're going to be far, so why aren't they doing it now? It's, it's a it's a difficult one. You know what I mean? That that Neil Harris isn't renowned for his clean sheets, but these players have kept clean sheets regular under other managers, so it's uh, it's a strange one. Uh, David O'Brien there says, we were interested in Josh Slow before Swansea took him on, too slow. Uh, Donna says, bring back Lee Peltier. There's another one, yeah. Um, yeah. It's an interesting one. Um, my memory, as you know, is not great. Gary Cole says, Mehmet can't be that interested uh, because it wasn't that long ago he wanted to buy Charlton. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Andy, didn't Mehmet kind of shoot that down in our show and say that it wasn't a thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think that everything that was like a viable option. I think mm. um, no, we spoke to him about about a few things with Charlton Athletic, and I think it was just all rumours and all a little bit of smoke. Really, I didn't think it was anything that was always nothing to it that was ever going to happen. No. Um, right, we're going to move off Carter for another one. Let's have a see. Um, there was one other comment from Garant. Uh, I wanted to have a quick look at, but um, ultimately, mate. Unless they back Neil Harris, I, he'll probably end up getting sacked. His excuse will be, well, they didn't let me sign the players I wanted. Cardiff's, Cardiff's reasoning for sacking him will be the league position, the form, the style of play, the usual things. But Wickham, uh, this is the last thing we'll say on Cardiff. Reese David Evans says, say every week, stick with Nelson at right back, Benkovic at centre back. Bakuna back in midfield. The perfect game to try that out is against Wickham and Rotherham. Would you agree? Um, no, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because the two games which they should at, win at this time of the season, the pivotal games, the games that they should win anyway on paper. But um, Rotherham having had a game for a couple of days, the, the, the lacking players, you know what I mean. So that one should be a should be a walkover. If you you know what I mean in, in football terms with. with with players, Wickham Wanderers are fighting for every point. Um, Ex-player, being a manager, um, yeah. Listen, I, I, I hope I hope they win the games, but it's, football's not that not that easy sometimes. And um, 
And sometimes these are the kind of games which uh, teams and managers lose their jobs because of they don't get the results that they need. Yeah, I think um, the other thing as well, um, which I would say with that, is uh, Bakuna's performance at right back against Brentford in the second half, I thought was, I don't want to say disgraceful, but I thought it was as bad as it gets from a defensive point of view. Whereas I think he could add something in the centre of midfield. Well, he's not a fullback, um, is he? He's not a fullback. No, and I, so but I think uh, people are judging him. a bit of bite in the middle of midfield, don't we? Well, people are uh, judging him say as a as a, as a fullback. But if you're yeah. a, if you're a winger and you're playing against the centre midfielder, you know, I mean, if you keep running mm. at him and taking him on, yeah, let's be honest, he's 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 not an out and out defender. So he's going to make rash tackles. He's, his positioning's going to be wrong. He's not going to get close and playing on the shoulder of the centre half. So on crosses, he's going to be out of position. He's going to get forward when he shouldn't be. It's it's this, I don't blame him. You know what I mean? Uh, round peg, square holes. It's this is not. It's not. It's not all his fault. You know what I mean? If he wants to be right back, then yeah, blame him all day long. But I, I just think it's you're asking somebody to play out of position all of the time. Yeah, I agree, mate. I agree completely. I think him being in midfield would help some of the other players like Joe Rawls and uh, and that. Um, Leslie asked us who we think will finish in the top six of the championship. He said Borough, obviously. Uh, so you quickly give your top six, mate. Um, I think uh, well, Norwich City for me. Um, I think I'll I'll always be up there. Uh, Bournemouth. Uh, so Norwich, I'll go Norwich, Bournemouth, Brentford, Watford, um, Swansea. Um, so that's five. Or I'm going to go Stoke City for for me six. There's my top six. Okay, I'm going to go uh, Norwich, Brentford, Bournemouth. Uh, Norwich, Brentford, Bournemouth, uh, Watford, Reading, and oh, I can't decide between Stoke and Blackburn would be my six. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. Um, okay, Andy, as we come to the end of the, of the show, um, what is your number one footballing moment, good or bad, for 2020? Um, well, with all the, obviously the COVID-related things and, and football being back, but no supporters being back, I one of those iconic moments I was talking about with my dad that um, I remember watching the first game back live on TV between Borussia Dortmund and Schalke, and it was just such a, a surreal moment to watch a game of football with no, no, no fans being in there and the yellow wall and... Um, and seeing Haaland celebrate his first goal of a 4-0 victory. You know, I remember the game, remember the result. It was just a, an amazing watch. And I just missed it so much that I just... It was one of those moments that you remember, I remember where I was. I remember watching it and just I was so excited and so looking forward to watching it. And uh, a little bit of a letdown, um, obviously. I don't, I, but I knew, really, what was going to happen. I, was just, I got myself so excited with, uh, with anticipation and excitement that it was... Probably a bigger letdown, but yeah, I, I was so excited about getting football back, and and it was uh, I, I'll go that moment. It was really uh, it was iconic. I think it was iconic. It's one of those ones where you'll always remember kind of where you were, um, and I, I think the other kind of the other thing I guess is Project Restart as a whole. Whether you it, whether you think it was a bit farcical or not. Um, it's historic, isn't it? It's it's one of those yeah. things where it's never, probably never going to happen again. There was no precedent for it. They were, you know, flying by the seat of their pants. And that first game back, that first, obviously, it kind of leads me in nicely to my my uh, my number one moment of the year 
is the Hawkeye goal line technology failing, which was the first Premier League game back Aston after Villa, the Sheffield restart. United. Yeah, and unfortunately, that actually came to affect, you know, a relegation team. You know, um, and that is you. Know, it, uh, Bournemouth went down by on goal difference, and they wouldn't have gone down if that had worked. So it's it's problematic. It wasn't close. It was so far over the line. I've put it in the thumbnail actually, where I put a couple of image, images together. But that for me, like we've heard about all the technology and everything for years, they finally bring it in. You have this lockdown and this breakdown. First Premier League back, but with no fans. And then the goal line technology fails, and then to yeah. double down and make it even worse. The video assistant referee doesn't call attention to it and say, ref, the goal line technology's failed. I'm pretty sure it was five yards over the line. Mm. Let's call it a goal. Let's do something. Let's have a look. Yeah, it's poor, 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 iconic, poor. iconic against that, isn't it? Because yeah. one about iconic moments which, one. which won't happen again. They won't happen again because it's just, it's just, it can't happen with, with, the, with the system that's in place. Yes, that might fail, but now things are in place, which means... They can step in and rules keep changing. Oh, it's just yeah, it's iconic moments which um, which make football. And these are the kind of things that you used to talk about in the pub and you used to talk about after a game and uh, on TV and uh, reading newspapers and on social media. And you know what I mean. I think that's sometimes where we've lost in transition a little bit the fun aspect of football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And there's uh, there's a few people not happy, mate, with uh, with your top six or my top six. I suppose. Yeah, well. Neither one of us put Cardiff in there, but uh, Leslie says yeah. I'll hold you two for that uh, when Borough Borough finish in the top six. Listen, there'll be nobody, there'll be nobody more proud of than to see their team in in yeah. the playoff semi final or final than than me watching Middlesbrough. But for me, if Middlesbrough finish in the top ten, that's progress for me. So I'm, I'm yes. happy, well happy. Yeah, yeah. They, Borough came close last year to going yeah. down, didn't they? So I think anything in the you know top ten would be top twelve would be progress. Uh, Gavin says his top six, Stoke, Norwich, Borough, Jacks, Reading and Blackburn. So he also leaves Cardiff out and he puts Swansea in there. Exactly. And I get, I get, um, I get, I get shut down for that. So. Uh, Donna on. says there's always one team that comes from nowhere to make the top six. I agree. And I'm saying Cardiff. Well, Swansea did it last year, so. Uh, Kate Childs. So, right, guys, if you've got any more questions, get them in now because we are wrapping up in the next few minutes. We're not quite going up to nine o'clock. Well, that's the plan. Uh, Kate Child says, quick one, Andy. Did you ever know why uh, Arturo Bernhardt uh, never really made it a borough? Seen him in the reserves, but that's it. Um, he was a very good player, technically very good. Um, I can't say why he didn't make it. He, he, was, he was a typical uh, a typical Brazilian player, had a lot of flair, but didn't really suit the, the pace of the Premier League. and suit, Even in reserve games, he, he was a lot laid back and people were... Um, running all over him a little bit, so you know what I mean. He was he was technically though probably on, I know obviously uh, a lot of football fans don't know the names, but Carlos Marinelli, who, uh, he ended up playing for the first team a little bit. He was a very good player, didn't uh, didn't fulfil his potential in the Premier League. But Middlesbrough had this uh, knack of bringing in um, superstars from uh, South America and, uh, and with the, with the potential of uh, uh, of following in Janino's footsteps. So it was uh, it, it was just one of one of those players who came in, did really well for a short space of time, didn't get the opportunity in the first team, but he was a very good player and I'm sure he must have gone on to play at some kind of level because he was he was a good footballer. Indeed, sometimes it just doesn't work out for certain players at certain yeah. clubs, and I think that's ultimately just the, the way football is. Um, but yeah, guys guys and girls are going to send uh, some questions in to finish us off. But um, 
Yeah, it's been a fun year, mate. Ultimately, I've uh, it's been good. Really like, enjoyed listen, it. COVID's been a nightmare, but for the show personally, it's been like, like we said the other week. It's been it's been really good, and it's given us an, an, an opportunity to talk more football. Um, open brand new shows or show up, and then add another add a second one. So, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's given us an opportunity and a platform to uh, to take our time and, and invent something which which we can uh, we can work on and. and we have a, we have a, we have a, a conversation, don't we, all the time? But what, what, where yeah, we were where when we started, and um, and if anybody checks out checks out the social media pages and look at the story on Instagram about where we where we started and where we are now is just scary, really. Spot on, mate. Um, I think ultimately we're always looking at ways to improve the show. We're always looking at ways to improve, you know, what we do from a, whether it's the aesthetic of the show, um, and as you know, I've got a new toy today which i'm hoping to get yeah. up and running by next monday which is a nice new camera and we're always looking for different ways to to improve and get the get the show up and running and you know top guests whatever it may be uh we and what we always what i pride myself on mate and ourselves on is that we will always give an honest opinion even if it goes against maybe a guest we've had on previously or whatever it may be we will always give up it will never um you know, we'll always go against our, our. Get my words mixed up. We will always give our personal opinion, no matter mm. what it is. We'll always give it, and we'll always yeah. be honest. And I think people like that about the show. Yeah. Uh, Rob Boyle says you need to get some merch out. Um, there's um, there is some mugs out, but what I would say with them is don't get them yet because um, there's going to be some new new merch coming out in the in the new year, which is being currently being. Uh, rejigged and redesigned yeah. with some These. funky logos and stuff. Costa <laughs> Coffee, yeah. Don't forget now, boys and girls, tweet Costa Coffee and tell them that they should be sponsoring the Andy Campbell Football Show and Ace Podcast Nation. Tell yeah. them we're fed up of giving them free publicity. Free, uh, free publicity. We want to. Yeah. We want to be get the official sponsorship deal. Mm. Um, but if the, the, the people. I've got no more questions. Um, we'll be back in 2021, mate. Yes, we will with some uh, some exciting shows. Uh, the championship will be back up and running. The championship show will be back up and running. It'll be some good guests on the horizon as well. So yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be another another very good year. Hopefully, indeed. Hopefully um, spot on, mate. Absolutely. Um, obviously, uh, in terms of scheduling for the channel. Tomorrow night, Super Kev Unscripted is a Hug My Knee special or Hug My Knee special, uh, which we mean it's basically the uh, the Ace Podcast Nation New Year's party. But it's Super Kev Unscripted number four tomorrow night, seven thirty. That's the last uh, live show of the year on the channel. And then Wednesday, Danny Batten Fight Show, where we look at the the year's MMA and boxing. But uh, we will be back next Monday, my friend. We will. We will look forward to it. Hope everybody has a safe new year. Um, enjoys your family's company uh, in your own houses, uh, like we're all going to do. It's going to be a different new year, but um, we'll, we'll oh, see. Oh, Garen, you. sorry, yeah, mate. Garen oh. just said, "Is the is the Rotherham game on?" Um, I believe it is. I believe it is. Yeah, I believe that they're back playing tomorrow. So, no, there you go. I'm um, sorry to interrupt you there. Mate. No, sorry. Right. Um, I just hope everyone has a safe new year and just uh, look forward to having everybody back. Yeah, happy new year to everyone. Um, I hope to see you all tomorrow i'm gonna to try and get andy to pop in as well to uh, join the festivities even if it's for a little cameo but we'll have to see his 
schedule because he's a busy man with a baby. But uh, oh, Gaz says, can we both pose with the Costa Cup, Costa Cups for a screenshot? I'm assuming so that they can tweet. Uh, Costa Coffee. So there you go. There you go. There we go. Uh, Costa Coffee. Get my City one in. Right, there we go. Mm, sponsor. Sorry, guys. Sponsor. Yes, indeed. Guys, spread the word is the most important thing. Thank you for the support throughout 2020. We'll be back next Monday, 7.30, live for the Andy Campbell Football Show. Uh, and see you tomorrow. Subscribe, follow, spreadeth the wordeth. Until then, have see you guys a fantastic and day. Happy New Year to you all. Yep, all of us. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. Network.